the volume. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. Happy Thanksgiving week. Let's rock and roll. Be doing this podcast on Tuesday. Uh, I'll have a little something on Friday, and then we'll have Stucky on the weekend come Saturday. So we'll keep on rocking and rolling. Might might mix it up a little bit on Friday's uh, pod. Might be more of a mailbag. So hit me up at John Middlecoff. Get in the mailbag, Instagram. And we will answer your questions here on the show. Uh, I'll dive into a little bit of the worst Monday Night Football game maybe we've ever seen. It wasn't that terrible. I, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. Some thoughts on the Cowboys. Some thoughts on the Eagles. The Harbaugh brothers. Pete Carroll. Uh, the 49ers and Minnesota Vikings have a big, big game coming Saturday. And like I said, the Middlecoff Mailbag. Subscribe to 3 and Out Podcast. If you have, leave a review. Or I guess if you haven't, leave a review. Greatly appreciate it. It helps us sell on the show. And you guys know the drill. Really quick before I dive into Danny Dimes and uh, Dave Gettleman, I have a theory on tonight. My theory is Roger Goodell tried to cook the books. And I don't blame him. Because New York is the biggest media market in the country. And for most of like my adult life, the Jets have been good a couple times with Herm Edwards and then with Rex. The Giants had Super Bowl teams and were just relevant. We're in the playoffs. Right now, New York football is putrid. I mean, it's an embarrassment. The, the two teams might combine for six wins. I mean, the Giants are probably, a, I would say, a 5-12 and 12 seed, a team. The Jets are probably a two-win team. So maybe seven wins combined. Uh, you need that market. It just helps the television ratings. Well, you can't put 
you know, past like the first month of the season, the Jets or Giants on Monday Night Football. Roger's like, well, what if we put the Giants against Tom Brady? He did it last year, and the game was competitive in MetLife. If, if memory serves me correct, that game was a little later in the season. And tonight, it's November 22nd, and you're basically just subsidizing the New York market because they're unwatchable. That is an unwatchable football team. It, uh, middle of the game, I have two TVs. I turn that, the game on the second TV, and I watch Hard Knocks. Indianapolis Colts midseason, which I'll dive into in a second. Not bad. But that, that's, that's not entertaining anybody. But in theory, hopefully Brady was enough of a draw to keep you for a half and get that media market. Because the amount of fans the New York Giants have obviously is a lot of people. It's a lot of eyeballs. And the NFL makes all of their money from television. And they want to cook the books with these New York teams. When these New York teams suck, it is a killer. It is a major, major problem. You know, it's like the NBA's been saying forever with the Knicks and the Bulls being bad. You need those markets to be competitive, you know? And, I, you know, I don't blame Roger for doing it, but it didn't work. Because even someone who makes his living off talking about football, that was hard to watch. And the reason it was hard to watch is... When you draft a quarterback really high, and we've just had several years of quarterbacks getting drafted really high, if you miss, it is devastating. It sets your franchise back. But the New York Giants really made two disastrous decisions. First and foremost, hiring Dave Gettleman to pick the players. And then allowing Dave Gettleman to pick those players. It's a train wreck. And ultimately, they gave him the juice and the power to draft a quarterback number six overall that, let's face it, has no business right now being a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think Daniel Jones is a backup. Uh, He's a turnover machine, and he's just not very good. You don't need to be Bill Walsh. You know, you don't need to be Norv Turner, Josh McDaniels, or Kyle Shanahan to watch a couple series and just go, this has not worked. Because every time you watch him, you go, what? Huh? This is bad. And then the Saquon Barkley pick, think about the best running backs in the league right now. I think there are three. I think Derrick Henry, before he hurt his foot, was obviously the best. Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. All You know what all three of those guys have in common? They were second round picks. And they are elite players. I mean, Derrick Henry was going on one of the great three, four year stretches in the history of the league. Jonathan Taylor, I looked it up during the game, has 27 touchdowns in 26 career games. We've all seen how good Nick Chubb is when he's on the field. He's a dominant player. They took Saquon Barkley number two overall. And let's face it, he's a shell of himself with his hurt knee. He, he, he really is. And I, that's not necessarily his fault, but when you draft a running back that high, you run the risk of them getting hurt. Why? They get injured a lot. It's the nature of the position. Plus, the value of that position. Like, I understand, in theory, taking the quarterback, number six overall, you just better pick the right guy. Like when the dust settles in this last draft, everyone would have taken Trevor Lawrence. So the Jags, whether it works or not, no one will ever hang it over their head. They took Trevor Lawrence. But all the other picks, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, over the but definitely Zach Wilson and Trey Lance when you could have had Justin Fields and Mac Jones, we're going to judge that over the next two, three, four, five years, Right? We talk a lot about Baker Mayfield. Think about two quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson was the last quarterback in that class picked. Right, There were five guys in the first round, and he went five. 
So you took Daniel Jones. Now, granted, it wasn't a good quarterback draft, but you can't force a quarterback. We've seen it done before with the Ponders and the Lockers and the Gabbers. That's how you get in trouble. It's like you're chasing this hope of this franchise quarterback, even though it's pretty obvious the guy ain't a franchise quarterback. It's one thing to get that guy in the second on the second day of the draft. It's another thing to use a top six pick on him. It set the franchise back years because he's not their franchise quarterback. They're going to have to get a new quarterback next year. They're going to fire their general manager. What do they do with the coach? Do they keep him? In what world has Joe Judge proven that he can be a head coach in the NFL? And in, in fairness to him, it might not even be his fault, but just re- it's a you know production-based business. And right now, he loses a ton. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes he's competitive, I guess. Tonight was pretty embarrassing. Now he's on the road against Super Bowl champs who, you know, are still feel a little off. They get a lot of injuries. But, and you know, they weren't going to, like, <laughs> I, I just came in to record at 30 to 10. You know, the game felt, you know, I mean, it's been, it was over basically at halftime. But the Giants are just in shambles. They really are. And it, it hurts the NFL when you have multiple teams in that market and they suck that bad. And the thing is, there's no end in sight, right? Do you know how far Zach Wilson has to go just to be an average player? Do you know how much talent they need to get back from major injuries and then they have to hit on draft picks again? The Jets are a long, long way away. Who do the Giants have that's, that is that good? They have like three or four probably core starters, but do they have any like blue chip all pro guys? Leonard Williams, maybe. Saquon no longer is. So what do they do? <laughs> you know, it's just they, they have so far up the mountain to climb, even to respectability, both teams in that market. It's a problem for the league. Uh, you know, obviously the Johnson family with the Jets take a lot more shit than the Maras, but both of them lead losing franchises. Just that's just the bottom line. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. When I worked for the Eagles, the Giants obviously had won a Super Bowl in the late 2000s. They won it my second year in the league. They just were a high-level operation. They had huge defensive linemen. They had stud offensive linemen. Eli was just in the middle of his career. They always had good wideouts. They always had tough running backs. Coughlin, there was just a toughness to the franchise. You just respected them when they came into town. I went to many trips watching them, advance scouting them. Uh, you just had the utmost respect for the organization. They're a shell of themselves. They, 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 they resemble nothing of the team that I used to, you know, see play live, you know, several times a year. They look like a completely different franchise and they, they really have a long way to go. You know, maybe it's just time to detonate the whole thing and just, but they've done that now several times in the last five or six years. So I, I don't really, I don't really have an answer, but that and Daniel Jones, like, let's just call a spade a spade. It's over. And then the other thing I did tonight, which, you know, I would recommend is the midseason hard knocks. Uh, that game was boring me out of my mind. So at halftime, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw some clips on the Internet. I'm like, I'll check out Hard Knocks. Jim Ursay singing songs. And, you know, it's, it's definitely better th- than the last several years of the fall Hard Knocks, of the Hard Knocks leading into the season. It's still not great, but it's cool because it's in season. They do a little, they, they talk a little bit about game planning. Uh, they fly through some of the games. It's on HBO Max, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Frank Reich is a really, really impressive guy. He, he he really is. He's an easy, I've never met him, but he's an easy guy to root for. And the Colts, man, 
started 0-3, and then they were 1-4, and now they're 6-5. They just beat the living you-know-what out of the Bills. That's you know just an impressive franchise. They, they could have laid down, and they just did not. Really, the last several years. Um, have a lot of respect for that operation. So I, I would recommend, if you're bored uh, over the next couple weeks, just checking that bad boy out. Because it's I definitely think it's better than the episodes the last several years. Uh, you know, during training camp in August, because there's none, there, there's none of like the practice squad type, you know, guys that are going to get cut. They, they don't even talk about that, which can be a little exhausting. It just hammers on their star players, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, Carson Wentz, Frank, the coaching staff, Michael Pittman and the games. And it's just, it's, it's a little less fluffy. I, I thought than the, than the August version. Uh, so yeah, check, check that out. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Where do we want to start? Let's start with the NFC East. I actually powered through. Uh, I watched the Eagle game today, and I uh, watched the Cowboy game. I had seen some of it on Red Zone, but I actually watched it. Let's start with the Cowboys. And NFL in 2021 is not very complicated. If your quarterback does not play well, you are not going to do well. <laughs> and Dak... Two of the last three games when they got destroyed by the Broncos and they got their ass kicked yesterday. I mean, the score, it, Mahomes, they just couldn't score or easily could have been 35 to 9. I mean, the, the Cowboys were bad. They were awful on offense. And he's had two games, or excuse me, two of his last three games. He was good against Atlanta, but we see last week how terrible they are. That The Denver Broncos game, he was 19 of 39. So that's not even 50% for 230 yards and a pick. Yesterday, he was 28 of 43 for 200 yards and two picks. If he's going to play like that, and listen, I've been singing his praises. I've been the one saying that, you know, I was always uncomfortable giving him a lot of money. And I'm not, you know, it's like, don't get in other guys' pockets. Yeah, well, if you're going to talk about football with a salary cap, you have to bring up how much money they make. I actually don't care how much money any of these guys make. I hope everyone makes money. I celebrate people making cash. You know, I root for it. But when we talk about it in the context of a football team and you have a salary cap and I start paying Dak Prescott $40 million, I got a little uncomfortable. And then watching him earlier this season, it's like, okay, well, if he's going to play like a top five guy, I still thought that was a little rich because his physical attributes aren't Mahomes, not Lamar, right? Not Aaron Rodgers, not some of these guys. And I've had people DM me, just watch the harder games he plays. Sometimes it gets a little more difficult. And that Chiefs game, outside, big environment, you know, a team that we all picked to go to the Super Bowl this year, starting to get their mojo back. And they kicked their ass. They, they worked them. Now, part of that is just Andy and Spagnola against Kellen Moore, who's still a younger coordinator in the league. You know, it's not like that was against Mike McCarthy. What's McCarthy doing? McCarthy roams the sidelines, calls some timeouts, and just uh, wears cowboy gears. You know, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. Well, what what are his coaching duties during the game? Any different than me or you? I mean, he's actually there, but he's not he's not influencing anything beside the occasional timeout, which I'm sure he has a guy in the booth telling him when to call it or when not to call it. And I just think you saw a superior coach team take on the Cowboys. Now, they're missing Amari Cooper, who is a vital player for them, elite player. I mean, Amari Cooper is was on pace for his best season of his career. So, and then Zeke got banged up in that game, but still, like you you should still be able to get in the teens. And I, I talked about this on Monday's podcast. If the Chiefs are going to play defense, they're going to fucking win. And, and they're going to win big. 
So I don't know if this is sustainable. Are they just going to hold people to single digits? Because if their defense starts playing like this, they'll win the AFC. Because the ultimate trump card, even if they run into Belichick, is Mac Jones ain't beating Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, not happening. So it's just, it, now, I don't know if it's sustainable. We'll have to see, but they got to feel pretty good about it. And the Cowboys have to go, what's up with Dak? You know, it's a little weird. It's a little bizarre. And I, I forget he missed that. He had the calf injury. And he hasn't really been the same. And sometimes I don't think we talk about this as much. The context of an injury, it impacts guys. He's an athletic quarterback. It's been a little a little iffy. You know, the, the, the Falcons game was just a complete... I mean, that's that's a joke. I mean, there are certain games every, you know, probably a couple games a month that are just, is this serious? Is this the NFL? Like it was like the Niners against the Jaguars yesterday. It's like, well, what are we even doing? Let's just call this thing at halftime. It's what we should have done with the Cowboys and Falcons. But Denver and the Chiefs were like real opponents. They were trying on defense and it hasn't gone well for the Cowboys. And I think Kellen Moore, like I said, needs to go into the lab, needs to figure out things to just get Dak some easy completions, get him going, get him in a rhythm. That's on the coach, who, you know, is probably one of the highest paid offensive coordinators in the league. The guy's making millions of dollars. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he's making like $3 million to be the OC for the Dallas Cowboys. Steven and Jerry love the guy. And this is this, the hard part about being a coach is when I talked about this yesterday. The reason Andy, the reason Bill, the reason Saban, Ryan Day now get paid so much money, Lincoln Riley, a lot of coaches can handle the good times. Everyone can pump their chest after a win. How do you handle some adversity? And this, you know, the Cowboys are taking on a little adversity here. And on the flip side, the Eagles are kind of coming. They've won three of their last four games. Throwing on that game against the Saints, they were probably two plays away from scoring in the mid-50s. They beat the you-know-what out of them. That was an old-school ass whooping. Sirianni, who took a lot of heat because of a press conference that had like some Jim Tom Sula vibes. But here's the thing with Jim Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula was a defensive line coach. Couldn't be a defensive coordinator. Knew nothing about offense. Was pretty useless. Sirianni's the offensive coordinator. Sirianni's an offensive schematic guy. And he's turned this team, it looks like a big-time college program. Now, ideally, it's not what you want to do, but they got Jalen Hurts, and they're utilizing their personnel around the guy. And Jalen's been great running the football. I mean, Jalen has been fantastic as a runner. And their run game as a whole has been awesome. They have really good players. They have a good defensive line and a good offensive line. In a softening of the sport of football, the one area where you can still be very physical is in the trenches. And in the trenches, the Eagles are no joke. You know, their offensive line is mauling people. The Saints had one of the best run defenses in the league, and they shoved them all over the field. If you haven't seen, just type in Jason Kelsey into Google, into Twitter, and watch the block that he made yesterday. I saw Sirianni say it's the best play he's ever seen that's not in a movie. It was incredible. And they got some mojo going. Now, I don't trust their quarterback enough to kind of get back in the NFC East, but to me, like, they're a real team. And anytime you're that good up front, and they have really good skill positions. Devontae's a stud. They just paid Goddard. You know, now they got Miles Sanders back to go with a couple of their other running backs. Howard looked good yesterday, and their quarterback can run the ball. They th- This is not, like, fake to me. Now, do I think they're an 11-win team? I don't. Do, you know, they probably end up 8-9 or 9-8 and eight for sure. But let's not forget, most people, I, I, I don't including myself maybe, <laughs> thought this was like a four-win team. I, You know, especially after the first couple weeks, it's like, I don't know, man. This is going to be tough. 
But I, I give Sirianni a lot of credit because he has really done a good job adapting their offense. They're also getting, I mean, Jalen Hurts is benefiting. His defense is scoring every game. They created a ton of turnovers against the Saints. I think Darius Slay has a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. He has a sweet pick six yesterday. He's playing fantastic. And a guy, let's face it, takes a lot of heat, or has, is Howie Roseman. Like, put together some pretty good players on that team. You know, last time I checked, he made the trade for Darius Slay. Last time I checked, he made the trade up for uh, Devontae Smith. You guys are working out pretty well. You know, he got rid of Ertz for Goddard. That guy looks pretty good. He has the Australian Trent Williams, as I call him. That guy destroys people. So I, I, I've, I've been impressed by the Eagles. Other, uh, a, a brother duo that I, I don't think is getting enough credit is the Harbaugh brothers. They have had a fantastic year. And starting with John, they had so many injuries. It was, it was out of control how many injuries they were having. They were losing guys in regular season practices to ACLs. Multiple starters. I remember the day, I think it was, I know it was Marcus Peters. They also lost another player. It might have been the running back, Gus Edwards. Maybe it was Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters on the same day in a practice. Might have been going into week one, could have been week two, but it was just, I've never seen that. Two, two starters in a regular season practice to torn ACLs out for the season? That's, that's craziness. And most people would have been like, listen, they had so many injuries, so many starters going to IR before the season even started. What are they going to do? And John Harbaugh, not a big excuse guy, just kind of figures it out. And then yesterday, I get the Bears are terrible. Nagy's going to get fired, I'm sure. The Bears are a joke franchise right now. But they have to start Tyler Hundley because Lamar Jackson has congestion of the lungs, uh, diarrhea, who knows what else is going on. He's limping into the, you know, into the game. Looks terrible. They go with Tyler Hundley, who I watch Pac-12 football. He's not a very good player, yet somehow he's their backup quarterback, and he goes and wins a game on the road. That, that is, that's remarkable. And they have had more moments this year, obviously with Lamar, but yesterday without Lamar, and they're 7-3, and three, like they're winning the AFC North. This thing's over. And to win the AFC North with that many injuries, even Lamar's missed a game for COVID. He's missed a game now with this. Like, he's had some issues. It's not like Lamar's just some lock MVP playing every game, scoring three or four touchdowns. That hasn't been the case. That's That was really, really impressive to just find a way to win. They're going to end up 11-5 and five probably. I guess 11-6, and six, something like that. They're 7-3 and three now. Still, maybe, hell, who knows? 12-5. and five. That, that, that would be in a remarkable performance. Now, I get... Uh, obviously the Steelers are a little down, even though they did look better Sunday night and Ben's look better as the season has gone on. The Browns are in shambles. I mean, Baker is just what a, what a negative Nancy right now. Have you seen some of the clips of him going viral today of him getting angry about the fans bitching and moaning? It's like Baker, bro. You always got to be like, and listen, I, I understand having a chip on your shoulder. I understand when your back's against the wall, being a little edgy, but that guy, when he gets in one of those moods, it's like, do a lot of people want to be around that guy? Bro, you're not good enough to act like that. You know? I mean, you see it sometimes with coaching. Like Dan Mullen started acting like just an angry SOB and they ran him out of town. You can be, you know, angry like Bill Parcells or Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. You better win. And you better win a lot. And honestly, Nick Saban doesn't even feel as negative as like Belichick and Parcells. But no one wants to be around a negative person. I hate negativity in my life. Now, part of it is like, you can't be in denial about things that are going on in the world. But if you're just constantly negative guy and pouty guy, it's like, God, remove that person from your 
your circle and do it fast. Now, if the guy, you know, if, it, if you run a business and the guy's in it and he's producing cash, what are you going to do? You got to keep the negativity around. If Baker Mayfield was playing like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, you'd have no choice. Problem is he's not. And if he's going to pout like that, that team's terrible and the Ravens are just going to cruise to the north. Now, Cincinnati had a pretty good day yesterday against the Raiders. So I guess the Ravens aren't in the clear given that the Bengals killed them. But it's it feels like it's a difficult proposition to keep Joe Burrow upright. So I, I would assume when Lamar Jackson can get right, even though he struggled to get right, the guy gets sick a lot. He got he got diarrhea. He's got COVID like seven times. Now he's got this thing going on, dude. Uh, we need to get him some like uh, I don't know. The trainers need to get him some vitamins or something. And then Jim Harbaugh, who let's face it, has kind of got uh, dragged through the mud. Right. It has not gone well in Michigan, given how high the hopes were. How many guys that had the success he had in the NFL, right? Three straight NFC championship games, goes to the Super Bowl. Even his fourth year, which was around these parts, was an absolute war zone on a daily basis. The it was the number one store. It was one of the biggest stories in the league, but around here it was crazy. And then when they mutually depart, he got fired and goes immediately to Michigan. That doesn't really happen. This was a guy that could have gone to like three or four NFL jobs if he chose to go to college, right? He 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 could have picked, I mean, a, a handful of NFL jobs and been immediately a head coach based on what he had just done with the Niners. Yet he went to Michigan. And we all, I, I thought he was going to compete, maybe not to win the national championship, but if you would have told me from 14 to we would have sat here today, he would have been in several playoffs, Right or at least in like the Big Ten championship games, and that hasn't happened. He's clearly been owned by Michigan State and Ohio State, and even this year he's ten and one. He lost to Michigan State, but if you watch that game, it was one of the better games of the season. It was just an incredible, just it was very very entertaining, and he was leading the majority of that game. Now I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy; he lost, but he is ten and one, and he's taking care of business every game. Now the biggest game of the year, and I I remember seeing a special. I don't know if it was on uh, ESPN, you know, college game day or just on my Twitter timeline or something about that he has beat Ohio State inside the facility and he's had it basically all season long. So they have not ran from the rivalry and they shouldn't have, right? Since he's been there, they haven't beat him once. And they're a seven point underdog. And if you watch Ohio State over the weekend, they look, I would say, college and pro. They look as good as any team in in Power 5 or the NFL. Their offense is incredible. They look like the Cowboys look against the Atlanta Falcons, but basically every week for the last two months. So it's going to be a very, very difficult matchup. But whenever I watch Michigan, I go, God, they're pretty good. And they should match up against Ohio State much better than Michigan State, who I hope Mel Tucker signed that 10-year, $95 million contract. I don't know if he had DocuSign. I would have gone at halftime gone on my iPhone, gone to the DocuSign and signed it immediately. And then text my agent, we're, di- we're good! You know, when I was down 75 nothing at halftime. I like Mel Tucker. But sometimes I think these coaches like get a little arrogant. In what world, unless you're going to leave, someone puts 10 years, $95 million in front of you? Like, what are you negotiating from there? Like, why don't you put pen to the paper? Like, what, what, are, we, what are we thinking about? Like, what are... What do I need to go home and tell my wife and my kids? What do I need to tell my agent? Like, what else is there to discuss? You know, 
unless there's some crazy clause in the contract that says like once a year I got to run around the town naked or something. It's like, yeah, we got to take that out. But I don't think that's clause is in there. So what the hell is the issue? How is that contract not signed immediately the moment it comes into your inbox? Most people I know, that thing would have been signed, I would say, in less than five minutes. But for whatever reason, you didn't sign it right away. Hopefully, you know, that, that bad boy doesn't go from $95 million down to like seventy. You, you could lose $25 million before you even blink. And they'd go, hey, we're still giving you $70 million. But I, I'm not saying Jim Harbaugh is going to win this weekend. But seven-point underdog, I think they have a lot of momentum. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they give him a game. You know, and, and, and I'm biased. I'm rooting for Jim Harbaugh. I hope he does give them a game. Because we talk about Jim Harbaugh, or well, I don't, but like I've seen Coward do this. He lumps them in with like Dan Mullen and Sarkeesian. No, he has nothing in common with those guys. Jim Harbaugh's been to a Super Bowl, been to NFC Championship games in the harder league. And every year he goes, you know, this is going to be his fourth season. It is because he's already got 10 games. Four seasons with 10 games since he's been at Michigan. So like, yeah, has it been underwhelming relative to Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia? For sure. Relative to 98% of the rest of the country, would they all sign up for it? Of course they would. But eventually, he's got to beat Michigan State, and he definitely has to beat Ohio State. I hope it starts this weekend. Uh, granted, I, you know, actually, I, I kind of want to see Ohio State in the playoffs. I just hope the game's good. I, ho- I hope he doesn't get boat raced like he has several times the last several years. Hi, everybody. Enjoy a football feast this Thanksgiving by winning $150 on a $5 bet when you join the FanDuel Sportsbook. You got to join, though. New customers, 30 to 1 odds. Just place your first bet on any NFL team to win Thanksgiving Day. Be honest, Cowboys will get healthier. The Raiders are lost at sea. I take Dallas to win big at home against the Raiders. Listen, it's the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. When you win, you get paid in little as two hours, and nobody else can say that. Sign up at the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The promo code's Colin. Get in on the action. Win $150 on a $5 bet. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, when you sign up. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, I would take the Cowboys hosting the Raiders, winning big. They've got to be healthier than they were against the Chiefs. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free 
at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let's talk about another coach that... Sometimes I think, and in my experience in the NFL, you know, I, I think we talk about him as the second best coach in the league, and it's deservingly so. And he's kicked everyone's ass the last several years, and he's hot again right now. It's Andy Reid. But my last couple years in Philly, like it got pretty ugly with with the fans. Part of it, he'd been there a long time. Uh, we definitely did not have Patrick Mahomes, and it just had ran its course. And it was time for a move, and he he got fired from the Philadelphia Eagles. The second best coach right now in the NFL, a guy, the coach of a team that has been to three straight AFC championship games, back-to-back Super Bowls, and won the Super Bowl a year before. And if their defense keeps playing like this, they're going back to the Super Bowl, (laughs) like kicking everyone's ass. The only people that could slow them down were Belichick and Brady, and then Brady again. (laughs) So if it wasn't for a Tom Brady-led team, ain't nobody slowed this guy down since he's been with Kansas City and he's got Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Hell, he was winning games with Alex Smith. But at the end of Philadelphia, now he's a lot younger than Pete Carroll. It was just over. It was time. It's the best thing that ever happened to him. He goes to Kansas City, new market, just gets to reset. And honestly, the Eagles, after Chip Kelly, benefited. They got Doug. They won a Super Bowl. It's a win-win, big picture for everyone involved. Sometimes your message or just the timing or just the juice of you as the head coach in that individual building is just over. And I think we're seeing that with Seattle. Like, it's over. And when Coach Reed went to Kansas City, the thing he did, he stopped being the general manager. He took that off his plate. 
He went with John Dorsey for several years. And until that guy screwed up the salary cap and the owner fired him, he got his guy Veach. And they have acquired a ton of really good players. Andy has been the offensive coordinator, head coach, and they've dominated. And he's let his personnel people pick the players. Pete Carroll is just consumed with making personnel moves. And let's face it, in recent memory, because I've always defended him like they've had good picks. It's hard to pick at the end of the round. But he's made some decisions the last several years that have been devastating. The trade for Jamal Adams is insanity. They gave up more for Jamal Adams than the Bears gave up for Khalil Mack. They gave the same package for Jamal Adams that the Rams gave up for Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, is easily the best corner in the league. Jamal Adams is like a tackling safety who's a good player, but who's a flawed player. That's the type move that a coach makes because coaches live in the short term. There's only a small percentage of coaches and Belichick has been able to be the general manager and think big picture and think long-term. It's very difficult because you're in a position where you're getting judged on a weekly basis. Do I win or do I lose? I'm coaching the team. So I want the best amount of players immediately. Sean McVay has lived in this world. He has thought very, very short-term. And for the most part, it's worked out. We'll see they've hit a little you know, rough stretch right now. We'll see if they can overcome it. But unlike the Rams, who have Jalen Ramsey, who's the best corner in the league, and Aaron Donald, who, you know, I think, I don't want to say slipping, but I don't think he's the best, the no doubt about it, best defensive lineman in the league anymore. But he's still damn good. So they have two elite players, and then they trade for Stafford, and they got receivers. Like, they still got a lot of good players. You look at Seattle, you go, well, who are their elite guys? They, they, they don't exist. And then a couple years ago, if you are going to draft your running back in the first round, which I'm not opposed to doing it in the 20s, Steelers did it with Najee Harris. The Raiders did it with Josh Jacobs. Like, I, I, I can live with it in the 20s. You just better be right. And they whiffed. They took Rashad Penny from San Diego State, and a couple picks later, Nick Chubb goes. So you basically picked a guy who's, he's been hurt, he looked pretty average, he's not going to be very good. For a guy that's arguably a top, you know, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. Top three running backs in the league right there. You could add a top three running back to go with Russell, to go with, and let's face it, this guy is a freak talent. He is like, I mean, probably not a perfect comp, but I think he has a lot of similarities as Terrell Owens. He might even have more natural hands than T.O. People forget T.O. didn't have natural hands. Neither did Vernon Davis. But they were such athletic freaks that they could get open, they could body catch. T.O. had better hands than Vernon Davis, but these guys were all-time outliers as physical anomalies, right? They they were on... The NFL, you know, defensive players are some of the most elite athletes in the world. And Terrell Owens, Vernon Davis, and guys like D.K. Metcalf are even on a different level than every person lining up against them. Right now in the league... The only human that you could really go pound for pound, like athleticism, size, movement, would be like Jalen Ramsey. Like Jamal Adams, not in a million years could he think about in a one-on-one drill in practice, staying with DK Metcalf for more than like three steps. It would just be a wrap. But as you're seeing, like DK is kind of a weird cat. You know, last week he gets tossed out of the game then he comes back in. Like, I I don't ever judge people on hair because I don't have hair. And if I did, who knows what I would do if I could ever make a comeback? You know, would I color it? Would I go long? I don't know. I I, I can't tell you. Maybe one day I will. I, I I never like to close doors. I'm always open. 
you know, the, the medicine, the world of uh, of doctors and hair implants only gets better and better. I might be able to, you know, $5,000 in 10 years have Brad Pitt's hair. You, you never know. Don't don't count me out there. But why is DK Metcalf's hair color always different every week? Like, what's up with that dude? Like, I just don't quite get it. And they're depending on him to, let's face it, to be their second best player. And he's not the most dependable individual. Now, Russell, since he hurt his finger, is a shell of himself. But their team, before Russell got hurt, was not playing that well. Even a game they beat the 49ers, uh, it probably would have been the third game of the season, maybe the fourth game of the season. They were off. Their offense has been off. They hired uh, one of McVay's assistants. That has not gone well at all. And I, I just think it's over for Pete. It's time. Now, the question is going to be, and I, I, I was reading Albert Breer's article today, and he mentioned how they should trade Russell Wilson and reset the franchise. I think that's easy to say. Trade Russell Wilson. Blow the fucking thing up. Like, if you're John Schneider, and you could argue, like, I, I don't know the dynamics. You know, hearing people that know Pete has much more juice, though I've heard that John has gained more power within the organization. So they, they, they both you know, bear responsibility for the roster and the team that we see every Sunday right now. But if Russell, like, it's his job to try to keep Russell Wilson. You don't, uh, you know, keep your job for long trading guys like Russell Wilson. To me, typically, that is a disastrous move. It's one thing, look at the last several coaches that have traded top flight elite players. Jalen Ramsey, how'd that work out for the Jags? Khalil Mack, how'd that work out for the Raiders? It's just, it's very, very risky. Most teams, and these aren't quarterbacks, right? The best trade was the Vikings. They got rid of Diggs, who's really good, who went on to be a pro bowler, and they got Jefferson, who's probably better, who is better. Like, that that's rare. That's an outlier situation. So it's like, oh, you know, my guys in Philly. Do you think they would probably love to trade for Russell Wilson? Why, if I'm John Schneider, am I trading Russell Wilson? Now, if Russell Wilson says, listen, guys, I'm not playing here anymore. I'm out. You can fire Pete. You can keep Pete. I don't even care. I don't want to be here anymore. And he kind of did that last year. Now, I don't know if he'll do that again this fall, but, you know, coming off a season where they go, I don't know, three and I guess they're going to win more than three games. Let's say they go six and 11. It just feels like the whole thing's going to detonate and it's going to feel like Russell is going to want to jump ship. I, I will be stunned if he will want to stick it out and be a part of it with the new coach. I, I would expect everything to change. And if I'm John Schneider, I'm just begging him to stay. Because, like I said, I I do not think any GM should be in the business of trading a Hall of Fame quarterback at 32, 33 years old. I, I don't care how bad he plays the rest of the season after his messed up finger. I I would be very, very hesitant to do that. And last but not least, two teams that looked dead a couple weeks ago are now alive. And it makes sense why they're alive. They have more talent. And that's the Vikings and the 49ers. When you look at the NFC playoff picture... There are basically five teams that are going to make the playoffs. The Cardinals, the Rams, Tampa Bay, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and am I missing someone? On the Green Bay Packers. Like, those teams are making the, the playoffs, right? Between the Rams and the Cardinals, someone's going to win the division. The other teams are all going to win their division. So either the Rams or the Cardinals are going to be the five seed. The six and seed are wide The six and seven seed wide open. Right now, the Saints are technically in it with... Uh, you know, at five and five, they're not gonna they're not gonna stay. And I know Taysom Hill just signed a new contract, but I, I say this all the time: when you are a backup, you can play well for a game. Hell, you can play well for several games. The more and more you play, the worse and worse you get. And I think we're seeing that with Trevor Simeon. They're done. 
The 49ers have elite players, several of them. Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa. And if they can get their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to play like he's played the last couple weeks, which basically throwing the ball 20 times a game because you're running at 40-plus, they're in good shape. Kyle got his mojo back because he went back to his roots of just running the rock. And then Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings, like that was an impressive win. To go to Green Bay, really they were kicking their ass for a large percentage of it. Their secondary always blows uh, coverages and just gives up enormous plays. If they just had a better secondary, which is kind of crazy because Zimmer's a secondary coach kind of at his core, they would probably be, you know, at five and five, they might be like seven and three. If their secondary just didn't consistently shit the bed in big spots. And they got a little lucky yesterday. Cousins threw a pick. They got dropped by Savage, and then they ended up, uh, what ended up happening? I guess they they kick, a, no, they threw a touchdown. I even forget how the game ended, but they, they got, he dropped a touchdown, and then, or he dropped a pick, Savage did, because it hit the ground, and uh, that, that, that would have done them in, and they would have been in trouble. But now we got a playoff game between the 49ers and Minnesota, basically this week. Now, depending on how the season goes and how many more games Carolina, Philly, and the Saints went, Whoever loses this game can still make the playoffs, but I think whoever wins this game is basically going to become a playoff lock because they would immediately have the tiebreaker. If the 49ers win it, they'd have the tiebreaker over the Eagles and Minnesota. Uh, They're just playing too well. They've got their juju back. I went to this game two years ago when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and they played Minnesota. One thing the 49ers do a good job of is when you have an unathletic quarterback, a quarterback that can't move, they match up well against you. They always kick Jared Goff's ass. They kicked Kirk Cousins' ass a couple years ago. They don't do well against athletic quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, that's the type of guy that gives them problem because they have this wide nine. They just get upfield. To me, Cousins is a sitting duck. Now, I will acknowledge that Justin Jefferson is a superstar right now. Thielen's playing well and Dalvin Cook. This game is... We got a playoff game in late November, and it should be fun. I mean, I like the Niners in this game, but they're it's probably a coin flip. Very similar teams. Both have pretty big flaws in their secondary. Uh, I, I would just bet on Kyle Shanahan over Kirk Cousins. And the irony is when Kyle Shanahan got the job with the 49ers, his entire mindset was in one year, I was going to sign Cousins to a deal. And I still think, and I know Cousins putting up good stats, I saw something yesterday. He's like, he surpassed Aaron Rodgers for most 300-yard passing games with three touchdowns yesterday. It's crazy. Also, Dan Marino. His stats, he kills it at 10 a.m. He really does. This game's at 125. And this is a game that Kyle Shanahan should win. And if he truly got his mojo and his juju back, like we were talking about Mike Zimmer getting fired. Kyle Shanahan's on year two of a six-year extension. Now, he was coaching poorly a couple weeks ago, you know, three, four weeks ago. I feel he's got the train back on the tracks. He should roll right to the playoffs. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to... Essentially, my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. You can't hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's hit a couple mailback questions. I'm going to save a bunch for a Friday show. It's going to be a big mailbag show. Uh, no question, just wanted to give you some love. I work nights hauling gas around Indy. Love the pods. I think the Colts get in that playoff. They can make a 06 Steelers-type run. Josh, thanks for the note. He's got a picture of Peyton Manning. When I was in college, I was a diehard Peyton Manning guy. And I can't tell you how awesome that game was when they came back and beat the Patriots in, uh, I guess it would have been the 07 playoffs. Or I guess it would have been the 06 playoffs. Maybe I messed up. It would have been the 07 season. Yeah, it would have been the 07, like, in January. And uh, Marlon Jackson, remember, went to Michigan. When I got hired in Philly, they had just signed him. He ended up tearing his Achilles, I think, in OTAs. But I remember thinking, like, that's the guy that caught the, that picked off Brady. And took Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl. I mean, the offense did because they came storming back. But that was a big moment for Peyton's career, man. They, they were uh, 
they they needed to get a big win. And Peyton's career did. You know, he had been such a big deal for basically a decade and just could never get over the hump. But that was badass. I, I think the Colts are good. I, I'm with you. Question for the pod. Do you think the word out on a lot of uh, vacancies in the college world that Kellen Moore would go to college and take one of these jobs like Washington? I think the problem is, if you get used to the pros, you know the best part about the pros? You pick the players. They don't pick you. Well, kind of in free agency, but you got to have money to even be in the mix. In college, you have to spend so much time recruiting. And it used to be one thing you just recruit like an older guy. Now you're kissing the ass of 15-year-old kids. It's one thing to like Arch Manning. It's another thing like you have to recruit guys that are sophomores. And I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I, I So I would say no. I think Kellen Moore staying in college. Because he could have been the head coach of Boise State last year. Now, granted, Jerry might have paid him more to stay. It's a good thing about being in with Jerry. He's got unlimited resources. There's no like, hey, can we get the boosters to chip in to get another $4 million? Jerry's like, I pull $4 million out of my ass. What, what, what do you need, Kellen? You want a house? I'll buy you a house, too. Do whatever you want. It's the best part about the pros. Like, even in college, I love like NIL. You think teams are still cheating? There is People are getting paid above board. They're also getting paid below board in cash. Because back in the day when you just got paid in cash, guess what you didn't have to do? Pay taxes. So it's like, wait, I get NIL and you could also give me 50 grand cash, 100 grand cash? Did I get to just pocket? Like if me or you get 100 grand cash and there's a you know, tax idea along with that, we pay taxes on that bad boy. College recruiting, when you cheat, you don't. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's such a pain in the ass to kick up, keep up with the Joneses that way. My question comes to a team building in regards to the Jets, but consistently bad teams in general. Why, when these people take over teams, is their first move to draft a quarterback? I understand you will not win a Super Bowl without an above average or an elite quarterback, but when these teams are so thin at all these other positions that they start with, I've only been watching football for the past 10 seasons, and in that time, only one quarterback has completely turned around a team that was terrible, and that was Andrew Luck. And really, when you dive back into Andrew Luck, they were a two-win team because they were missing Peyton Manning. They still had Reggie Wayne. They still had Dwight Freeney. They still had Robert Mathis. Like, they still had good players. They just, their quarterback situation was a joke. So he got there. Then they drafted T.Y. Hilton. They had Reggie Wayne right away. They weren't terrible. But even this, even his offensive line was bad and he was injured way more than you hope. Why do teams not build up the defense, acquire offensive talent, and then once you do that, you support the quarterback's needs? Select one or sign one or trade one. Zach Wilson doesn't even stand a chance with the infrastructure they have in place. I understand the allure of taking Lawrence number one, but a lot of times the best quarterback isn't the first one off the board, i.e. Mahomes, Herbert, Jackson, among others. I just see, I think here's the problem. You bring up a very good point. And I think in a perfect world, you do what Seattle does. You build up the squad, then you get a quarterback. Dallas kind of did that with Dak. They had a bunch of other players, but they got lucky they hit with Dak. I think it's very, very difficult when you draft high and you go, this is our chance to get a big-time quarterback. Right or wrong. Like I I think the Jets did the right thing. I just think they took the wrong quarterback. I don't think Zach Wilson's ever going to be good. I, I, I just don't. I would bet against Zach Wilson. But like I think Trevor Lawrence is... I, I would trade you know Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance yesterday for Trevor Lawrence. And I know he's having a rough season, but that guy's a talent. You know, I, I still believe in Justin Fields. Uh, I know he got banged up in the Raven game and Andy Dalton came in and threw a touchdown. Like, I I know, like, I've been around the game long enough. Like, I know what I saw in Trey Lance. 
just physically, you know, it's on Kyle to mold him. But like, I, I understand. Like, you, you got now best case scenario. It's where, you know, I, I, I just kind of quiet the the hype on Mac Jones. He went to Belichick, who reloaded his team, who has the best defense in the league, who has an elite running game. Like, it's not like Mac Jones is winning with the Jets, right? So I I think it's just difficult to pass on quarterback. And I think it gets down to your owner won't let you. And honestly, if I owned a team, I'd be hard-pressed to let you pass on quarterback. I, I just would. It's just too important, you know? Because it's like, oh, we got a really good defense. But if your quarterback sucks, you're screwed. Now, if you already have the team, you might be able to win with just an average quarterback. Like, the Browns could probably just win games with Case Keenum. Raiders are clearly a dumpster fire. It sucks, but such is life. Who can they bring in the GM and coach wise to bring back the autumn wind? My prediction right now is if Mayock gets fired and Rich Piscaccia gets fired, I don't know know if I said his name right, which if they win five or six games, you know, if they go six and 11, I, I think everyone's getting fired, even though I do think they would have been pretty solid without with Henry Ruggs, you know, without Gruden. If they just would have had Ruggs, I think that was a devastating blow. Not only did they really like the guy, but he was so important on the field. That's derailed their team. But that might just derail the front office too. So if everyone gets fired, my prediction right now is Lewis Riddick and Doug Peterson. I could see them coming in as a package deal to coach the Raiders. I know Lewis likes Derek. Lewis loves the Raiders. Doug, I heard him with Rosillo, wants to come back and coach. I think Doug Peterson, Lewis Riddick, boom, hit the ground running. Now, I, I don't know if Mike Mayock gets fired. It's on the owner. I mean, who the fuck knows what Mark Davis wants to do? I I, I don't know, man. My, my guess, though, is he fires everybody if they keep losing. And let's face it, they're going to keep losing. Uh, love the pod volume. Was wondering if you had a take on how bad could the Steelers end up after this year because of their quarterback situation. We got to give the old man a little credit. I thought he looked pretty good on Sunday Night Football. That's the best game Roethlisberger has just from the eye test. Pushing the ball down the field, good zip on his ball. I thought he looked pretty good. You could win with that version of Roethlisberger. That version of Roethlisberger, you can can compete. Now, are you going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not, but you can make the playoffs and make some noise. Now, next year, I don't know. I have no clue. Your guess is as good as mine. There aren't any quarterbacks. They don't exist. And like, I just don't see Rodgers, like, they're going to trade for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson doesn't really feel like a stealer. Though, I mean, if they could trade for him, they would. But their picks aren't going to be good enough. So, I, I don't know. You're, I mean, maybe draft a guy in, like, the second round and hope to God you'd strike oil. But they've done that before. Dobbs and Mason Rudolph, I, those guys weren't second-round picks. But I think Dobbs was a fourth and Mason Rudolph was a third. And those guys stink. Mason Rudolph's just not very good. You know, he's just not. So, I, I, you know, if Roethlisberger keeps playing like he did Sunday night, you bring him back? Uh, I'm listening to today's pod, and you just brought up Hard Knocks midseason and Jonathan Taylor. You need to go watch it right now. The team meeting they have regarding him is just drop-dead funny. You're the man. Thanks, bro. A lot of kind words here on the DMs. I'm going to go watch Jonathan Taylor. How good is that guy? How freaking good is Jonathan Taylor? I, I think the running backs right now, he's hurt, but he deserves, he's number one, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. Those, that would be my one, two, three. Hi, John. My name is Carolina. My boyfriend is American and he loves football. We are actually watching college football right now. Not that I have a say on this, to be honest. 
He does not miss any of your podcasts. Can you remind Daniel that I am here and uh, and when you can to come give me a kiss? Thank you. <laughs> so, hey, uh, Daniel, bro. She looks good. Her name is Carito. So I, I understand why she says Carolina. They must be, I don't know, maybe Southern America. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, she just took me a picture. He's watching football, drinking a beer. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Daniel, get on it, man. She wants a kiss. You know, I love football, but kisses come before football. And, and you know, you can kiss and watch football. You know, couch right there. Have a good time. Especially if you guys doesn't look like you have kids. Go give uh, Carolina a kiss. John, let's talk about Matt Ryan. Lots of Steeler fans make the point that if Ben went for 150 yards and two picks, zero TDs, that the media would be calling for his job. Calling him done for and needs to retire. But Matty Ryan does it multiple weeks in a season, and goes unnoticed. Why does Ben get slammed so hard when other quarterbacks like Matt Ryan get a pass? I think it's simple. Because Matt Ryan is not held in the same standard as Big Ben. Big Ben plays for the Steelers. It's like playing for the Yankees. It's like playing for the Cowboys. It's like playing for the Bama. It's like playing at Ohio State. It's like playing for the Lakers or the Warriors. It means more. Like, listen, no shade at Atlanta, but your football team isn't that relevant nationally. Unless you're really freaking good. When you're average or below, none of us give a shit. The Steelers always matter. They're easily one of the biggest brands in the world. And Roethlisberger's our quarterback. So I, it's just, honestly, you should use that as a point of pride. You know, what did Reggie Jackson say? They don't boo nobodies. Like, they don't talk shit about random guys. You know, it's, it's not worth your breath. And I, I'm not saying Matt Ryan's random, but his franchise is. The Steelers are a big boy. We talk about the Steelers. We talk about the Packers. We talk about Belichick and Brady. You know, I, I could talk every week. If I only talked Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Belichick, you know, Andy Reid, Mahomes, Steelers, <laughs> Niners, McVeigh. I, I could run my whole show and never even talk about other teams. Like I, the, the, the Houston Texans do not matter unless they're really, really good. Right? Hell, the Titans are really, really good. And the, really the only thing I can talk about with them is like Vrabel and Derrick Henry. It's just because of the market. You know, it's just Atlanta, which is a good big market, but they're not even the most popular football team in their own state. The University of Georgia is. So it's just, your team is just very relevant. It always has been, and it always will be as long as they stay competitive with how they basically been my entire life. I just think it's that simple, right? You, you just, you're more important to the NFL landscape. No, no one's opening their show a podcast that's you know making any money or a television show that has anyone watching about Matt Ryan. You know why? No one cares. <laughs> B- Big Ben and the Steelers move the needle. I have been to countless Steeler games. I've never been to a Steeler home game, but I've been to the Coliseum with the Raiders. I've been to a game, I think, at the Niners, definitely with the Eagles. Now, granted, it's closer. They're fans. I mean, they have one of the biggest fan bases in the country. Any sport, any brand. I, I just think it's that simple. I think sometimes we overthink it. Like, no one's being mean to Big Ben or, you know, Tomlin's taken a lot of heat over the years. The wind blows top, the fastest at the top of the mountaintop. Why do you think everyone has an opinion on Belichick? Why do you think when Andy was with the Eagles forever, he was such a polarizing guy? People care about the most talented guys in the biggest markets with the most important teams that are winning. Like, when's the last time Matt Ryan's been to the playoffs? He just plays in meaningless games. And again, I like Matt Ryan. 
I think he's probably better than most people realize, but I think it's that simple. I I just don't think his team matters. And, you know, like, for example, the Panthers, they're not a huge brand, but when they had Cam, he was such a superstar that, like, I could talk Cam Newton. Like I told you, like Cam Newton can't really throw. I think it was a fourth down pass in the football team game where he, like, skipped it. (laughs) We're just... Cam Newton's still a great athlete. He had a rushing touchdown. He can really move. He's got great energy. I I've he I earned a or he earned like a lot of respect. Not that he needed it from me in the sense of when he went to the Patriots and how well he how well he played there. Or excuse me, not how well he played. Sorry, I got a phone call. It distracted me. But just how he acted and how much Belichick liked him. But he's not any good anymore. But I could talk about Cam Newton and people would care. People would have an opinion. You know, I, Matt Ryan's like, meh. Huh? It's like a better version of Matt Schaub. Okay. Middlecoff mailbag, at John Middlecoff. I'm, I'm going to do a big one for Friday. A uh, little holiday weekend. Leave you a little teaser. And uh, we'll keep rocking and rolling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Share the podcast with your people. And uh, I got a phone call I got to take. Peace. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.